To paraphrase the former US Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld, there are known knowns, things that you know you know. Then there are known unknowns, things that you know you don't know. There are unknown knowns, things you don't know that you know, and unknown unknowns, things you don't know you don't know. Sometimes it's useful to recap what it is you know you know. We've learned a lot since the beginning of 2020. Maybe it's time for a recap of what it is that we know for sure. I'm Nick Elliott, I'm here with my brother Andrew, and we'd like to welcome you to this special presentation of the Sounding Board podcast. Make sure you visit us at soundingboard.com, rate, review, and most importantly, share this podcast with your friends and family, and join the discussion on our Telegram channel by going to t.me forward slash soundingboard. It's great to have you with us. I'm going to read you a list of things we know we know. There's an organization in Wuhan, China called the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In it, there are labs that have scientists studying coronaviruses. Everyone involved in those labs swore blind that SARS-CoV-2 came from a bat or a pangolin in a wet market, or that it went through a bat, then a, then a pangolin to get out into the public. Whistleblowers from China have defected and said SARS-CoV-2 was engineered. The former head of MI6 says it looks like it's been engineered. The genes show specific signs of edits in the sequencing. Anthony Fauci of NIAID and NIH, along with Peter Daszak of the EcoHealth Alliance, had plans to and sought funding for the creation of chimeric SARS-related viruses, chimeric being the the merging of more than one, specifically those found in bats and pangolins, and with a particular focus on making them more transmissible to humans with a specific spike protein. This was funded by the US government during the Obama administration. Pauci et al. are on video talking about creating chimeric SARS-related viruses, coronaviruses, in the lab. DARPA, and this is what came out a couple of weeks ago, DARPA rejected proposals to create such viruses and release them into bat populations in China because they thought it was too dangerous. That was during the Trump administration. They all lied when asked about whether they were doing or had any plans to do any of those things that the documents state. There are patents covering every bit of the gene code of SARS-CoV-2 and the spike protein dating cumulatively back some 20 years. The spike protein is essentially toxic and causes blood clots, among other things. Lipid nanoparticles, these are the little containers, the envelopes that have got the RNA or DNA in them, have been found in every tissue in the body of those who've had these treatments, including concentrations in the ovaries in women and crossing the blood-brain barrier, not just found at the injection site. No coronavirus gene therapy has ever been successful before. They killed all the animals in previous trials. The human trials don't end until at least 2023. The human trials are the animal trials this time around. The Pfizer treatments being administered now are not the ones that have been approved by the FDA. The booster shots they keep talking about aren't any different they're just more of the same treatment just a repetition 
The virus is in general only dangerous to people who are at risk anyway of dying from a respiratory virus of any kind. For most people, it's a cold. A healthy immune system is the most important protection. Vitamin D is important. Ivermectin is an effective treatment and preventative. And and I can go on. You, you can't catch it from surfaces. Asymptomatic transmission isn't a driver. You won't catch it outside. Non-pharmaceutical interventions in general don't work. Lockdowns don't work. Masks don't work. The measures implemented, certainly by the UK government, were designed to instill fear and foster compliance. And all the things above that I've just mentioned that the government don't like are actively suppressed by the government, the media, and specifically censored by social media in the name of medical misinformation or protecting public health. And that's almost all of that above list. The government, big media, and big tech, and all their useful idiots actively promote the opposite of the vast majority of what I've said on that list. Now, there's, there's loads more I could have added in there. That was just me jotting down a number of things. I mean, there was a, a focus clearly there on the origins of, of this thing. Um, you know, I could, have, I could have put in there that Matt Hancock ordered three years worth of midazolam and used it in three months. I forget the exact stats, but you, you get the idea. There's, there's loads of stuff we could put in here, but I kind of feel like I want to I want to focus on on the origins a bit because we did have this DARPA document released um, on, on top of some of the other ones that have been released over the last um, few months, where it's really quite clear now what they were doing, and they're asking us to believe that this didn't come from a lab. And with everything else on this list, how can you possibly draw any other conclusions other than it is dodgy as hell? I yeah, I I, I think if you if you think clearly, I don't know I don't know if you can come to any any other conclusions. So what I what I find helps me as well, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go off on a bit of a tangent. I'm gonna go off piste. For a moment but I'll bring it I'll bring it back okay so this was something that I noticed recently and, and I, I've talked about it in previous podcasts months ago but I've, I've kind of gone a, gone a bit further now I've been thinking about it a bit more and I think that the coronavirus the restrictions of the regime that go around it I think they are fascist techniques using socialist logic okay because okay. so for me if you take the vaccine passports yeah. So vaccine part, it's like it's a caste system coupled with a tracking app. And they're asking you to prove that you have been injected by one of, I think, three big pharmaceutical companies. Yeah, a, um, a private sector. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Putatively. Yeah. But if you look, so, you know, it, it's the it's got everything. It's It's got the, the, the you know, the kind of the, the highly regulated um, you know, kind of government picking the, the the three companies it wants to work the, with. The licensing element. The, the licensing element. It's got. If you look at Mussolini's definition of fascism, which is, I think he described it as a merger between corporations and the state. Yes. It's effectively that as well. So for me, it's textbook fascism. But if you speak to other people, 
they just say, oh yeah, we're turning into, you know, it's, it's just communist, we're turning into communist China, that kind of thing. And I think they're looking at it from another perspective. So if we take the vaccines, so they started off with the vaccines in that they're safe and effective. And that was it. You remember, you know, like yeah. back in kind of November, November, December, they're safe and effective. And that, that was the line. After that, it kind of has three phases. The first phase is it'll work better if everybody does it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Then it got to the stage quite quickly. It will only work if everybody does it. Yeah, because it did start off with we're only going to do the vulnerable. Yes, and we will be we will be free. We will end the yes. restrictions as soon as we get through however many million. We will cry freedom. Correct. In the words of of Matt Hancock. So, and then it gets to the point with it will only work if everybody does it. And then soon after that, you're right. That's just socialism all over, isn't it? Soon after that. It will only work if everybody does it, and this is the only thing that will work. So that if yes. people if people don't uh, comply, there are no alternatives. They are your enemy. There are there are no alternatives. Yes. and that's that's socialism all over. You know, you can you can get you could, a commune could easily exist yeah. under capitalism. Yet you don't get socialists joining them because well, it, it can't possibly work. We need everybody to do this, and it was it was almost the same with masks as well about the whole. You know, they're not protecting. It's not protecting. Me, it's protecting you. It's like it will only they will only work if everybody wears a mask. If you have a few selfish people, then the, then they'll they will spread it to all the non-selfish people wearing masks. Therefore, we have to mandate them. So there are there are classic communist or socialist techniques um, applied with sorry com- communist or, or fascist kind of propaganda and logic applied to it's fascist techniques. Communist logic, that's the right way of putting it. Yeah, it's like a marriage of, of communism and fascism, which is why, it can, depending on which way you look at it, it can be hard to describe. But I, just bringing it back, I find it helps me to know what they're doing. Know your or, enemy. Or, yeah, know, know your enemy. Know why they're doing it, why they're applying these techniques. What do they want? Well, they want they want submission. They want compliance. Yes, obedience. Um, and and this is, this is, these are the techniques that they're using. Uh, so it helps me to kind of to, to to know that as opposed to just looking at the looking at the facts. I like to I like to kind of try and observe. You can you can look at the facts and you can you can see them, but you don't necessarily observe. I like to try and yeah try and observe what's going on. Um, okay, and look, I totally I totally get that. Uh, I I suppose I'm what I've been struggling with recently is the kind of the weight of the truth. Mm. Um, and and I kind of want to know how you are dealing personally with with this particular knowledge about where all this comes from. It, you know, to to me it is it is beyond all reasonable doubt <laughs> to obviously use a legal phrase. It to, to me it's beyond all doubt that this was an engineered virus engineered by whatever combination of scientists from China and uh, and America because uh, they wanted to do this they'd already shown that they were going to do it. they got funding to do it there's a lab there the coronavirus lab that they, they said they wanted to do it out of bats and pangolins they literally wanted to release them into the bat populations and they wanted to release them into the bat populations with modifications that made them more transmissible to humans I mean this this stuff is crazy there's obviously all of the um, uh, the initial oh no no it can't possibly be that it can't possibly be. before all these documents came out 
there was you know the lab leak was 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 shot down wasn't it by all of these all of these people involved no it couldn't possibly be that and here's why and there's you know stuff in the lancet and and all this other stuff uh but then it's all just it's all it's all come out it's not massively public there there are the odd mainstream outlet that is reporting some of these things it's it's still it's still rare though. I yeah, mean, it's still suppressed. You try and you try and um, put articles on Facebook with these kind of facts in them, and yeah, and you you'll know, just get shut down. You'll, you'll get shut down. Well, I, and, and the dissent anyway, like the or, or rather the the banning of dissent. You know the fact that YouTube now will basically pull anything that speaks out against a vaccine. Not okay. Not only that. You can you can have there could be like a a podcast or a video on Odyssey or something that speaks against the vaccine or one that is say pro ivermectin. Yeah, you can create a YouTube video trying to debunk that. So going against yes. so so actually saying what they want, saying yes, okay, I I don't believe ivermectin is any good. Yeah, the vaccines are why. great, and here's why, and and basically trashing this yeah. other video. They will remove that. They don't even want it mentioned. Ivermectin yeah. is down the memory hole. They don't even want yeah. a video saying ivermectin is bad. So you don't talk about it. Is the reason for that specifically because Pfizermectin is gonna is gonna come out? It could at be some point. It soon. could be. I mean, that's obviously the well. That was a prediction that I was gonna say we made. You made. Yeah. Uh, months ago. Yeah. Months ago. Now. But that's been in the news in the last week. Yeah. That they're working on a take one pill a day. It'll be mass- massively expensive, but it'll do everything that ivermectin already does. I mean, I'm, I'm, to be honest, I, I hope that's the case, because the biggest thing I'm scared, I say scared about, is let's say, let's say I lose my job, or I get into the position where I will lose my job if I don't get the vaccine. Yeah, and I have to take it. So these side effects of the vaccine, a lot of them are life changing and permanent. Yes, you know, I've mentioned on a a few times on a podcast friend of a friend paralyzed yeah okay if i get my, my wife's a full-time wheelchair user already what what if i you what can't if, afford to i can't afford to be paralyzed no you know i i need to i need to be fit and strong and healthy to look after her so yeah. if we were both disabled that would be it would be game over yeah so you know and, and if i you know i'm i'm not that scared of communism and socialism because you know, I th- I think I would. You know, selfishly, I think I'd probably do better than a- the average than in, you know the, the most people. Um, you know, even even in these regimes, um, and they don't tend to last forever. And I talked about. I think I talked. I, I may have talked about it on another podcast. I think because things are ramping up quickly. Yeah. I think we'll hit the you know the the kind of the hit tipping the point quicker than you would you know otherwise. Um, but even then, if you if, if let's say we had communism for ten years, it would be horrific. But at the other side, you'd get through it, and you wouldn't be paralysed. Whereas if, yes. I, if I get paralysed because of the vaccine, yeah, that's it for the rest of my life. And how, it, what, it is the hill to die on, as far uh, as I'm concerned. And what, what would? It, but, but if I if I get to the stage where I'm going to lose, I'm going to lose my house, and I'm going to yeah. lose my job, yeah. And in a moment of weakness, I take it, and and then I get paralysed, and I'd be I'd be living with that for the you know not only the paralysis paralysis, but actually living with thinking I, I folded and it. I shouldn't have done it. Yeah, and and I should have lost my house because that would be better than getting paralysed. Yeah, you know, I just that's the one thing that's. Um, so is that is that what? Uh, yeah, that's the one thing I'm scared of. That's most. the one thing you're scared of. Is lose, is losing my job and being and getting to the point where I'm a having moment to, of weakness. I'm having to sell my other houses, 
and I perhaps can't get the money quickly and there's there's no work for me because everyone you know uses the vaccine passports and and what do I do yeah that's that's my biggest fear so if, if they bring out talk, Pfizer talk to Mectin, me before you do this yes I will of course yeah? you know, if we as a family are all in this together I've already mentioned this before in in family chats that we've had yeah um We'll we'll stick together. What what whatever whatever happens, even if one of us has got electricity and one of us manages to find water and one of us manages to forage for food, we're going to stick together because we're not we're not going to let them win on those on those grounds. And I've been I mean I've, I've turned into a proper prepper, okay. And I don't want to go into all of the nitty gritty of all the stuff I've been buying, but I'm prepared for a lot of worse now. Mm. Uh, and and that you know that includes you know not having any power for some time and, and not having any access to clean water and all this kind of stuff because I genuinely genuinely believe it's a risk now um, based on going down one of these communo fascist type mm. uh, type routes um, because there are there are risks to it. Um, is there something in your brain that you're you're, you're thinking very practically there? I think you're thinking there about what might happen if this if this keeps going down the direction that you see it going in. Um, obviously, coming coming at this with years worth of already knowing that the government is not your friend. Mm. <laughs> that yeah, we um, were there before it was cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> little, little side note: I was talking to uh, my son about um, uh, at work. We bought uh, one of our long-time members of staff. He, he he tipped over to eight years working for us, uh, and so bought him the uh, the Lego set of uh, Thanos's Infinity Gauntlet. Okay, Brilliant. awesome Lego set. Um, and uh, and th- this guy, he 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 jokes about wanting to snap his fingers <laughs> and get rid of a load of people um uh, uh but in the, you know just because he's so frustrated uh and um and leo said to me what would you do what would you do if you had the infinity gauntlet and you could snap your fingers because it was you know it's more than just getting rid of people this you know you can do anything what would you do and i'm like government government is gone all governments are gone it's the rothbard button i would snap my fingers hard that, that was just my instant reaction to it i'd snap my fingers so hard the glove would break you know, yeah. <laughs> exactly well i'd sacrifice i'd probably do it with my left hand um because um yes uh if it takes out my arm uh with its gamma rays or whatever then uh then then you know i still want to have my right arm but that the, it's gone it's gone that's that's what to do, but yeah, coming at it from that angle where you you, you know you we're already there with with uh, with how bad we think the state is. I mean, I I'm still surprised at just how bad they are. Of just how I'm certainly surprised at how how much everyone's gone along with these things. I am I, I'm not naive about the media. I mean, I've never been naive about the media, but I'm still surprised at how far big media and big tech has gone in the suppression and, mm. and, and everything else. The, I've, I've termed this before, the great suppression. I think that's still a great description of what's been happening to, to people in this period of time. Knowing that they've produced something deliberately and then produced something else to supposedly tackle it, but it doesn't work and it 
makes you ill and all okay, of that. Okay, okay, so like, here, here's a conspiracy... That's a burden for me. Here's a conspiracy theory for you. Or a spoiler alert, depending on which way you, you want to look at it. So, and this is... this this I, I don't know if there's ever any evidence to support this, but... You that's know, the best kind of conspiracy theory. <laughs> you know, uh, and we've talked about this in the past, about how they made the vaccines, and all they did was they specifically just concentrated on the spike protein. One tiny bit and of And that's it. Yeah. Consequently... The vaccine doesn't work very well. I mean, there, this, there were studies from Israel recently with millions of people that said that natural immunity is at least twenty-seven times better <laughs> yeah, than, the, I love that than, the, than the vaccine. Twenty-seven times. Yeah. Um, and that has enabled them to use the socialist logic. It will only, if, you know, if, if it worked well. Let's let's imagine that it wasn't an, an mRNA vaccine. It was a standard. They met for some reason. They managed to get a standard inoculation with a, a similar a cure for a, the common cold. A similar, yeah, a similar coronavirus that they yeah. could give you. So it gave you a cold for a week, but that was it. It worked. As soon yeah. as you had this, it, you know, you get the cold, you get it through it in a few enough. days. Oh, sm- the smallpox angle. Exactly. Sm- like smallpox and cowpox. So yeah. it was yeah. similar enough so that your body would then recognise enough. Yeah. SARS, SARS-CoV-2 and, you know, and you'd, yeah. be, you'd be immune. Let's say it worked fantastically well and the only side effects were that you got a cold yeah if that worked 100 percent of the time they wouldn't be able to get everybody to take it because they wouldn't need to the people the people who would you know who, who needed to take the vaccine could get the vaccine and then that would be it they'd be immune for life so there'd be none of this oh we need everybody to take it because you're still infecting us and because there'd be no breakthrough infections a breakthrough infection would be would be such a rarity it'd be like one in a million as opposed to one in two, or one in one, it's getting it's approaching as well. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm, I think oh, I, I'm not sure. I, I've got an idea okay. that they deliberately only focused on the spike protein, in so, order that, to make so it that the vaccines wouldn't be that effective. So that if the vaccines aren't that effective, they can push for everyone to do it. That's my latest conspiracy theory. Okay. I'm not sure if it has legs, but it's, there's some, with there's all some, the stuff, with all the known knowns that you've listed, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Well, and, and what, what is off the table now? Nothing, what is off the nothing's table? off the table. And, and I'm, I am so there now with even some of the most outlandish uh, claims and predictions because nobody could have predicted all of this nonsense. And so I am, I am willing to hear these kinds of theories and way worse and i don't feel like a lunatic saying something like no. that whereas like a couple of years ago even no. even with as you know as much as i hate the government i, still, I don't right. think i would have i don't think i would have tried that i still i still don't think even in their crazy twisted logic that that particularly works though because as soon as you make it not effective by any i'm not like to to use a percentage, I don't think is a, a way of saying something's effective anyway. And so oh, from sure, the very moment sure. they said these are ninety five percent effective or eighty seven percent effective or seventy five, I just think that's nonsense. But using their vernacular, if they're only eighty percent effective, if everyone takes them, then everyone is still only eighty percent protected. Yeah. So uh, if people think that it'll still be it'll, spread that, around, that it'll, that it'll go away once everyone takes it. It won't. It absolutely won't. But by then, they'll have got everyone jabbed, and they'll get, and they'll have people used to but being compliant. How do you convince compliant? people that it that that is the outcome? If everyone gets it, then the outcome is it goes away. If they're not one hundred percent effective, that's what I'm getting at. It, to to me, 
I'm not saying it hasn't been working as an argument with people, but in the same way that saying your mask doesn't protect, in the same way that saying, even though, even though if you drop one, I can smell it on the other side of the room through a mask, that somehow it protects me from this airborne invisible virus. But it's worked though. People are that stupid. Yes, which is why I struggle with even communicating this stuff or even being able to articulate what. So I, I saw, I saw an article, and it was in the it was in the Telegraph, um, and it was talking about how it's now proven to be airborne. But there was uh, now, yes, I know this this is this is how up to date the Telegraph, the Daily Telegraph is. Yeah, it was. Cause, I mean, but even even before it was proven, it was obvious. It was obvious from like April, wasn't it, that it was airborne. Well, because you weren't catching it, you weren't catching outside, and, and all, all these find things. Find me a coronavirus that isn't. For for one thing, sure, sure, it's a cold. But, all cold viruses are airborne. But the, the article was all about how there was a reluctance for it to be airborne, um, and but that, what they were saying on the which which is fine. There was there were obviously there clearly was a reluctance for them to admit that it was airborne. Yeah, but they were saying, and this prevented masks take up because masks work. What? I know. It's like, hang on a second. Masks absolutely categorically don't work against airborne virus. Where do you think the air that you breathe goes when you when you breathe out of a mask? Yeah, it's just it's utterly ridiculous. So so they had they had like a couple of bits of of something reasonable and then dropped in the the conclusion at the end is when we all should have been wearing masks, you know, long ago. Because it is airborne. That's a standard tactic now. No, though now isn't. I mean, I hardly ever read it any mainstream media article now yeah yeah I, I see the headlines that people post and stuff and go oh my god but I, I rarely read them and a lot of that is because now the the last time I did read probably the last five I read were similarly structured in their way of delivering some piece of information and they made two plus two equals five every single time mm-hmm. and you just get I just get I get bored with even reading that that type of logic because it isn't logic it is it is completely false logic well, that is absolute propaganda yes and coming from coming from big media going back to something you said then so you you went off piste a little bit talking mm-hmm. about your your fascists and your communists so something i've been i haven't quite managed to get this articulated in, in my head right yet but let's let's try and have this conversation now and that is to do with the left and the right, okay? Some a, t- a topic you love you love to discuss. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I live for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and centrism, okay? Right now, um, I I adopt I've totally adopted this term, but you came up with the concept of hard and soft centrism, yes. and we yes. talked about hard left and soft left and all that kind of stuff. But you came up with applying those terms to to centrism. I came up with I think the term a la cartist. Um, uh, yeah, alicartism being, you know, picking and choosing your your things from the left and the right, but that doesn't specifically get to how hard or soft those no, policies you could, you are. No, you could marry up some soft left policies with some hard right ones, for example. Exactly. Um, and you could, or you could, you could just cherry pick yep. soft left, soft right, whatever. My hard hard centre and soft centre was deliberately. You got the soft centre, which is, you know, maybe the government, you know, provides healthcare to those in need and education to those in need. Um, and we've got laissez-faire capitalism, so we've got light-touch res- regulation. Yeah, you know these people don't exist, but that that, no. would, that would be the soft centre. Yeah, and the hard centre was a mix of communism and fascism. So we're going to take over the 
NHS and the health healthcare system are going to take over uh, education, possibly the energy companies. But here's the heavily regulated Everything else is going sector. to be heavily regulated. That's yes. like kind of communo-fascism. And so again, in previous podcasts, we've talked about how, um, I mean, look, most people are, but Boris, Boris Johnson, very specifically, he, he loves his magic formula of the 50-50 of public and private, uh, which is, as you said, that's that's Mussolini's definition of, mm. of, of fascism. Anything hand in hand. Um, I, I joked that is it going to turn into the NHS is fifty percent, <laughs> and then the rate the, we're going, <laughs> it is. Well, I suppose it depends. Okay, let's go off piece again, even from what I was about to say. It depends how many staff are left working in it. <sighs> now, if you fire. Hundreds of thousands, or maybe the figure is a hundred thousand care workers because they haven't been vaccinated, and all power to those hundred thousand people who, 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 when they weren't recording TikTok videos, were looking after people during uh, the uh, the bad times last year. I, d- I didn't see too many TikTok videos from care workers, NHS staff all the time, but yes. I think the care workers I'm grouping, were I'm grouping them all together under the care sector sure. there. Um, but, you know, they, they, they did their work last year and now they're being fired because they won't take the experimental gene therapy. That is going to directly cause the conditions... I mean, you, you, did, you didn't even need to do that. Name a year in the past 50 that the NHS hasn't been in chaos and in crisis over the winter. Yeah, that's just that's just a repeating news story that comes out. But this time they've said if the NHS is under pressure, we'll bring in vaccine passports. Only plan B. But so you could argue that it was going to be in crisis anyway. But then if you go and fire a hundred thousand people but that if, work in the if system, if you do that, you can say that it's in crisis a lot quicker, and you can bring in your vaccine passports. And and that's obviously the point. The point for people to go. For your Andrew Lillicos, okay, of this world, who who just can't get their head around that concept. They're, they're there just saying, no, 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 look, they haven't planned to do it. Yes, they have. They have planned, and I'm going to lead you really slowly to show you exactly how they're going to, to do it. Anyway, back to the other thing I wanted to talk about. So left and right, hard centrism. The left leads you to communism, socialism. The right leads you to fascism. Does hard centrism lead you to technocracy? Is is that where we are headed? Um, and have we, have we lived through, we, when we look back, hopefully we're still alive in 20 years' time, will we look back and see that we lived through the the precursor and the rise of technocracy through all of these hard centrist politicians i would need to look up the definition of technocracy i think okay Um, uh, it's it's i mean the 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 most recent example i think was probably italy a few years ago where they kind of the eu got rid of the government and brought in brought in the technocrats okay so that right i mean even the phrase you just used there is a media phrase brought in the technocrats Mm. yeah um and that was that was it was regime change one of uh, totally and that was one of the only times that i can remember the media using the term technocrat and then we i mean look they were using it in a really positive way weren't they it was it was thank god the saviors are here we'll bring in the technocrats and they'll sort out italy this is during the euro crisis of you know 10 plus years ago isn't it um 
But I suppose we need to, as you say, you need to define the term a bit more. Saying someone's a technocrat, which even, I mean, <laughs> I've seen Captain Haddock shout someone's a technocrat in his rants of, uh, you know, bashy bazooks and all this this stuff when he's ranting and raving at someone. Um, the the so, ter- side, Sidebar, Captain Haddock is so sound, isn't he, oh, on totally. these things? I've, I've, I've recently read the entire Tintin collection. And he's brilliant. I'm about I'm about three quarters of the way through because I bought the collection as well to read uh, over over the winter. He, he he did some rants about freedom in the individual yeah. and all sorts of things. He's brilliant, absolutely brilliant, properly sound. And uh, and there's so many great put downs mm. and uh, and and terms to use for people that nobody will understand. Um, the term the term technocrat is used to to mean somebody who is an it's classic expert stuff, isn't it? It's these are the experts, and so we need to be run by the experts. And now, you know, I suppose the definition of techn- technocracy is being run by the experts. Now, what the technocracy movement, if you like, is trying to get to is a world that, let's be very clear, this replaces democracy. So well, that's, that was another thing. I, I, I tend to think of technocrat- technocrats as being unelected. Yes. Oh, completely. So I, I it's a replacement. If you vote for an expert, I don't. You could, you you could possibly argue that they're a technocrat, but I I would have thought. Oh, well, I'm sure they'd be happy to be voted in, but uh, and and they have been. Plenty of them have been. Um, but I suppose you could totally argue that, for example, the entire civil service is classed as as the technocrats uh, that are in our government system or any government system, because none of those have been elected. So they're kind of running it. So we're kind of being run by technocracy and have been for, for yes. many, many d- decades d- anyway. D- democracy is just the veneer on mm. top of some level of um, of user control. So this is another thing, and I mentioned this on. It might, I'm not sure if it was the last podcast or on a, a couple of a couple of way. I was talking about how moving to the right might enable you to, to move the to the left because yes. once you license and regulate to a certain point. You get far fewer companies, yeah, and then you, it's easy to nationalise them. Yeah, well, you get to say this isn't working. We need to go further, and and that further might not be further to the right. It might be like exactly. a jump, exactly. a jump completely to the left. So I was wondering whether you've got these, you know, you, you license and you regulate to the point where you've only got a few different companies uh, per per sector, um, like big pharma, etc. In the banks, you've only a few banks. Yeah, at that point, do you jump and get these experts? to plan the economy so it's kind of like fascism jumping into jumping into communism so, but run by so run by ex notional private sector workers or people yep uh but then you jump straight into so it's like a it's like a it's a it's a technocratic planned economy uh via fascism yes can you i mean i can see that i can see that coming did you see the news article today or yesterday? I can't remember the specific outlet that said uh, that, and this was some opinion piece from some, well, obviously complete moron, saying that uh, uh, Amazon and Google and Facebook should have seats at the UN. Did you see that? The look of surprise on your face. This is being advocated. This is how they drop it in. You start advocating. Literally, you... I, I just assumed you'd seen that, and that's no. why you were saying what you just said. But you no, haven't. no, that's yeah. So right again, going back in. So I've spoken before about central bank digital currencies, mm. which should not be confused 
for proper digital currencies, proper cryptocurrencies, which are decentralized. Something where where you and I and our computers can play a part in the network that is proving the transactions and holding the, the wallets of every other user on earth with all the redundancy that that, uh, that implies and specifically no central point of control. A central bank digital currency is when the central bank, therefore the government, has complete control. Well, yeah, we've, we've already, effectively we've already got a digital currency, haven't we? Um, because it's, the, yeah. it's it's fiat, there's no, it's not backed by gold or anything. I know they don't have the controls about it's, saying what you can exactly, spend with it, but it's exactly. still, it's still... As, it's a form of digital currency. We yeah. totally moved there already, but yes, it, it's those extra things they get to do, such as putting expiry dates on your credits or being able to say that you're only allowed to spend this money on this good within this service. Within this state range. Exactly. But you see, that's technocracy. And that's a form of technocracy. And um, linking it to energy usage is another thing about you know, uh, that, that's fundamental to technocracy. I mean, okay, which the- is why the climate change nonsense is another route to this. They want to convince people that energy is... A resource so precious that it has to be controlled by the technocrats, and then you must have it rationed to you. Aside from the going towards the digital currency, yeah, the Bank of England is has been technocratic since, since inception. Well, I suppose it's been it was government controlled directly until Gordon Brown came in and you know set up a few committees and whatnot. But they're, they're technocrats. You and I don't elect them. Nope. Um, they can choose to print as much the, money the as they fact, like. The fact that the person in charge of that organisation, that agency, is appointed by um, a, a senior minister um, of the Crown, I mean, you just put the person there who does what you want them to do. There's no independence. The idea of any of these agencies are independent of government is utter nonsense because the only pl- way they get there is with the buy-in of the people that appoint them. So yeah, all all of them are technocratic. I mean, I kind of that would if they were if they were a bit more beholden to the people who appointed them, that might be a little bit better. Potentially. Right, but again, you're tinkering around the edges. the The idea I, I was listening to um, I listened to the one of the most recent uh, Joe Rogan podcasts uh, with Mike Baker who's like some former CIA guy who like runs his own intelligence firm now. And he's got a, he's got a cool TV show and all this kind of stuff. Um, he, he looks and sounds exactly like you imagine uh, and really easy to listen to and a great, great conversation. But, you know, his answer to this stuff is things like, you know, term limits on, on, on senators and, you know, congressmen and all this kind of stuff. It's like, well, like that's going to do any... I mean, like, yes, I can see why you're saying these guys have been sat there for 30 or 40 years... And it's Washington inside baseball and all that kind of stuff. But term limits is not going to fundamentally change. It's tinkering around the edges, isn't it, mm. of these of these things. Yeah, yes, there are absolutely ways that you could make branches of government, individuals in government, agencies more accountable to all manner of bit, other bits of government. You could improve the checks and balances. It's, it's like having a three-inch airbag on your steering wheel in that in some circumstances... It might make a minute difference, <laughs> but the chances are you're still going to get your head smashed in. Yes. 
you know, it's 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 as near as makes no difference. It does yeah. it does nothing. But with that background, that there's an awful lot of technocrats in charge of us already, mm. and actually, the work where the real power is, are, I, I mean, I really believe the real power is with the regulators more than more than the, anything. The NHS, else. the NHS, yep, huge is, amount of power is effectively technocratic already. I yep. would say, yep. So we, we, we even we, but, we're accelerating right. it. We're so accelerating when, it. But my my theory, though, going back to my theory. So yes, you're right. There's an acceleration going on, a massive acceleration in the last 18 months of trust the experts, of the scientists are in charge, in quotes, air quotes, please, scientists. Just not those scientists. Scientismists in charge. Um, my theory is that, because obviously these people are already there. They've been there, they're, our civil servants and, and the agencies have been there for, for, for donkey's years. Yes, it's grown. Yes, it's bloated. But they've always been there in some form. What I'm talking about is this this hard centrist approach leading to this great reset technocracy, the the rationing of energy, the you'll own nothing and be happy. That technocracy is what I think this hard centrism leads to. And so we've been worried. We've been worried about the wrong things. We should have been worried about the centrists more. And I you know, I get there was always that kind of theory I've heard other people say that it's not it's not the other side if you're on the right it's not the left that's the enemy it's the it's the center right because they're legitimizing going more in that direction and I'm sure the left would say something similar uh, about about the right and their enemy being well you saw it in the Labour Party didn't you they hated the uh, the center left politicians in the Labour Party the hard left did because they thought again they were moving towards the right um they will write all along, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah, I can. Although in our, in our defence, we did we did warn about the rise of the centrist over a year ago. Couple, oh, we did couple, certainly a couple, couple of years ago, saying that they were the they were worse because the, the far. But we left... didn't say they were going to lead end up with proper full on technocracy. No, because this was this was before the coronavirus. But we did say that these people were the enemy and they were they were far more dangerous than the either yes. the far left or the far right, which don't really gain yeah. any traction. Or not yeah. not enough traction to make a difference. But the, the centrists who pick you know, your Rory Stewart's who with his bow picks you oh. know picks the God Rory Stewart's bow Jer- Jeremy his bow, which is picking, you know, <sighs> Picking the best from the far left and the far right. We need we need to find that podcast and stick it in the show notes for this one. Okay, we need to go and find the one where we talk about that. And I want to go because and it, to it wasn't again. it because because he was talking about centrism not not being not being in the middle of the left and the right. It's bringing the left and the right together, pulling them together. Pulling them together. So. You know, it's 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 that's communo-fascism, isn't it? It's yes. like we'll get we'll get the far left and the far right, and we'll just bring them together. And he was, I think, I think I said that he was the he was the bow, in or he was the string, was the string. in his analogy, holding hands with Stalin and Hitler. <laughs> that's what it sounded like to me. But it was just so ill thought through. Yeah. Um, but now we know that's basically what they've always wanted, mm. and that they want to get us to this point, and they're itching to use the technology the technical means that they do have at their disposal now in order to do this stuff they want they want the apps on phones i mean i bet the the the, the true technocrats the ones the ones that have studied this the the you know the the ones that are into transhumanism all of all of that lot that, that as soon as the smartphone was invented they must have been getting giddy they were rubbing their hands together yeah and 
you know, as soon as everyone could be located with a GPS, you know, all, all of this stuff must have just been, and I tick in that box, let's move on to the next one. Smartwatches, recording people's pulses, all of all of this kind of stuff. They, they again, it's, it's this medical fascism, isn't it, that that we've got but they they must as you say be rubbing their hands together well, yeah and i think going back to the point i made originally in that it's kind of fascist techniques with communist logic mm. it's like that's the, the that's today's third way of doing stuff isn't it there's, there's, oh, i think no i think i think the third way is all of this i think when you say today's third way i think if you if you apply all of this to 30 40 the last 30 40 years the third way is almost a way of defining all of it. He, Blair was looking for, how do I bring this stuff together and, and, and be electable? And it's this. It's taking stuff from yeah. the left and the right. Yeah, but I think, I think the, way, the way that they're doing it with, with like vaccine passports and masks and stuff, in that it's, it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's moving to the right because it's easier to, put to, it's easier yeah. to edge yeah. going further to the right than it is on the left because you kind of suddenly find yourself dropping off a cliff. Yeah. But they're using the propaganda the and the logic yeah. of the left because that's emotional and that really gets people but they use socialist the reason <laughs> yeah so that they're, mar- they're they're marrying up the t- i mean it, you know back in the day mussolini thought that fascism was like this magical third way it's like we don't we can't trust the private sector but we also can't you know we also don't want government running things because socialism is bad we've got this third way where we will pick who right. runs what so it's still pri- don't worry it's still private sector the third way we will pick it and then there was Blair's third way. The third to way them. is technocracy. And, you know, we've talked before about the spectrum of authoritarianism to libertarianism, um, and we talked about trying to make either three dimensions or, um, or you know, not just simple lines. You know, we we talked before. It's a V. It's, it's a, a V it's a V-shape. shape, and yes. it's it's a very much it's a very narrow V, a narrow isosceles triangle where liberty is at the bottom. Yeah, and the more you move to the left or the right you go a lot higher than you do outward. So if you get to the top right, it's only a short step yeah. to the to the top left, but it's a huge distance away. So is it from a freedom. three is it three prongs and that central one is what you're line, talking about. Is, is I'm is, talking about is, is the, the hard centrism or or yeah. Yeah, technocracy in the sense. So it's a trident. I mean you could you could argue that you could get hard centrism without technocracy. So well, you and could, I suppose you that's could, my point. You I could elect you people. You could elect people and they could be hard centrists. I'm saying that that will inexorably lead to full-on technocracy. So you think this is going to be an end of democracy and we're just going to have like a world government who will appoint experts yes. in each country? I think that a veneer of democracy might hang around for quite some time. And I think, again, you can find... Exa- we've just named loads of examples where we don't have, or even our politicians don't have power anymore. So it's, it's already been sliding in that direction anyway. There are these supranational organisations okay, so and global organisations. So at the moment we have, even though even though technically the politicians have control of, say, the NHS budget, yep. effectively the NHS is not run really by politicians. No. It's run by technocrats. Yep. The Bank of England... Yeah. fully technocratic for many many years particularly now that there's no gold standard or anything so yeah. they, they just do whatever the hell they like okay this is just building on from what you said sure. this is what i think could happen suddenly okay the nhs politicians don't decide your budget anymore 
completely technocratic. And it could start doing that with maybe energy companies. So the remit of politicians gets smaller and smaller and smaller. So you still yes. go through the motions of going through elections every four years. And yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're going to vote for Labour this time and Conservative this time. And, but it's the, 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 the window of everything they control is just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Yes. And more and more industries are going to be run by technocrats. Is that how you see it happening? Uh, to, to the point where possibly. eventually nobody votes in elections, but it doesn't matter because we've got this five-year plan run by the technocrats. And we've got this slowly, but it's just industry by industry. So I think it's that, but I think it's that on a much bigger scale um, because I think it's easier to sell that there is a global body for things or continental-wide bodies like the EU, for example. Um, and that was, a, that was a blow to the technocrats, uh, you know, I think, us, us leaving the EU. Um, but the idea that, oh, we're just joining this global standards body, if okay. you like. The, yeah. the, 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 the EU Commission? Yeah. Technocrats? Absolutely. Because they're not a point. You, you, you and I don't vote By for them. By very definition. I, yeah. I think they're textbook, textbook yeah. technocrats. Yeah. And they, they, want, they want control over you. They'll use whatever policy that, that they want. I, mean, I suppose that's the thing. It's not, it's not I mean, even they, this magic mix of the two left sure. and right. It's they'll use whatever policy they Although can. they were they were right wing technocrats. Because they didn't used to there were rules about what you could nationalise. So that was yeah. all regulation and licensing yeah. and that kind of stuff. So that was that was like a right wing technocracy. Yeah. But you could easily get the same thing. They could change the rules and they could suddenly become hard centrist technocrats. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably I think you're probably right. And you could have you could have the you know the the, the World Economic Forum or whoever well, suddenly, suddenly deciding how you know like in NATO you have to and and uh, other organisations if you want to be a member you have to spend X on defence uh, exactly right NATO you, is a great example you now have to spend X on healthcare and right. X on education so and X the on EU energy NATO the the other big trading blocks um, what's the Atlantic one uh, sorry the Pacific one. Uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but they, they, these are the ones that where countries get together and they specifically put limits on what they can diplomatically do mm. in certain situations, let alone the change the tariff rules and all this kind of stuff. And it'll be sold as being this fantastic thing. Look, where the whole world is coming together and, well, it's and that, we're agreeing but it's on also, this. Well, it's also, you don't want the politicians to have all this power, so we seed it upwards. But it's ceding to these other organisations. It's the wrong way. So you you want right, exactly. decisions made as exactly. close to the people that they affect as possible. Yeah. Ideally, by themselves. By themselves. The, the, the democracy of one, as you like to call it. You know, yeah. minority of one. That's what you want. Everyone making yeah. their own decisions. Yeah. But they're just doing it. Yeah. They're doing it absolutely the wrong way. Yeah. And I wonder how long. I wonder how long it will last before. I mean, if if they start doing that, Health will the security. whole will the whole world collapse at once? As opposed to before, we've had. Communist countries collapsing in the eighties, and you have fascist regimes that don't last very long. But it's all at different times. You still get, you know, whilst other countries are failing, you got Hong Kong and Singapore going through the roof. If everybody does, I think this, Africa will be fine. <laughs> I think this is good news for Africa. If, if, every, if everybody, if everybody does it, though, are you going to get yes. all the, yes. ho the whole of the West, for example? Short answer is and, yes. And China going under. You know, the majority of the world's population, for example. I think short short answer to this is yes. Mm. Um, so it's just a waiting game. Well, we're not going to have to wait very long, I don't think. You know, currency crisis is first, I think, um, and this is what will they want to usher in the central bank digital mm -hmm. currencies. Um, that'll be an absolute mess. We're already in the situation where they have, pardon my French, 
fucked the global economy completely by shutting it down. You can't just shut down the world and then just magically start it up again. And certainly not in the way they did it. The talk of V-shaped recoveries, remember that? That was plausible with the three-week lockdown. With the three-week lockdown and then suddenly ending everything yes. all at once. Oh, it had to be the the same speed that you you put the restrictions on you remove them sure not a slow no you know reverse stranglehold so yeah that was that was plausible to a point um but not when you do it for months and years and you maintain the restrictions in low levels and you threaten to use them and you turn them on a bit and you turn them off a bit you know forget all the psychological damage that that does the damage that's done to economies is huge but then you also get, and this is where the conspiracy theory stuff starts kicking in again, which is how much of that is deliberate and how much of that did they want to engineer global crises and how much did they not just do that to achieve that, but then along the way, nudge it in the right direction. I heard this 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 shortage of, um, uh, of drivers for HGVs, yeah, which... Let's be clear, it's not just a national issue. Okay? Oh, it's happening everywhere. It's happening all over the place. We could talk about fuel potentially, but let, yeah, just the HGV drivers, which obviously you need them to transport fuel anyway, so there's obviously, yeah, it's related. Transport anything. And once you, once you get into fuel, that again, that, that covers everything. I heard that the DVLA has got some ridiculous backlog of approving... Oh, it has, yeah. ...licensing the drivers. Now... I mean that. Well, again, licensing. There's your right-wing um, response uh, of government. But that. What, what is that? Just because they're working from home? What? 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 What's the reason why they're not approving people who've passed all the tests? This is bureaucracy. They're this probably, is just basic. Well, there'll be a rubbish system. They'll be working from home and not being as productive as they were, which is not saying anything anyway. No. Half of them will have been pinged. So they're yeah. They're, so like they're, the not, NHS they're not working like yeah, like the NHS. Um, I imagine in you know in a few weeks' time they'll probably sack half, you know half of them because they're not, not getting vaccinated. Vaccinated. Um, okay, so here's a, here's a, this is unlike me, but here's a black pill for you. What's going to happen first is the whole the whole of the kind of the, the world economy going to collapse? It already has. Or but we'll continue. No, to. as in absolute. No, as yeah. in as in Venezuela collapse. Yep. Is it going to collapse? Or is everyone going to die because they're going to be dependent on the vaccines? And is there any reason it can't be both? <laughs> That's the black pill. Thank you, thank you. You say yet again. You save me. With, this is this is this dark path I'm going down, and you just take it that one step further. No, no, no. That's not a black pill, Andy. This is a black pill. They're both going to happen at the same time. This is what I'm genuinely worried for this winter. I think if we get through this winter. I think that um, there's a chance that it's not going to happen this time round. Well, for, so for me, for me, and as I said earlier, the, the the thing that's kind of worrying me most is getting getting pressured to to take it, take the vaccine for my job, and having to potentially sell everything I've I'll, got. I'll hire you to, before you. Thank before you. you. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely get you a but, job. But you know, let let's say that didn't happen, or for whatever reason, and I have to kind of you know sell all the assets that I have 
to try and you know to get some money to live and how long can I make that basically what I've kind of planned for my retirement yes have to take it now now. how long can that last because I want to get to the point where if it gets worse and worse and worse and so many people keep dying and getting paralyzed and getting blindness you want to be the last man one of the last ones standing yeah I I want to get to the point where okay we're, we're, we're rolling back on these vaccines now for whatever reason. They can blame whoever they want. There might be like three governments time or, or whatever. But yeah. I just want to get to the point where now we're no longer going to we're going to abolish the vaccine passport because it's, it's no longer any good. Or maybe Pfizer Mectin has come along and OK, it's expensive, but I will happily spend my money on something that, you know, like that. Let's say it's a carbon copy. But a couple yeah. of things of yeah. even if it's really expensive, I'd happen. I, I I would rather spend my money on oh, that things that you consume rather yeah. than be injected with exactly the, because the, your body the, has the science of that is so your body different. has so many defenses yes internally of course you can poison yourself by by eating something but as you say there are defense mechanisms in, mm. in place that you don't have when it's injected into your bloodstream no you don't. No, you don't. So yes, that is the lesser of two evils. Mm. But that so that, so Pfizer Mectin, as far as I'm concerned, is a bit of a white pill because it is it's bad, but it is so much better yeah. than than the vaccines. So if they bring this out and it's basically ivermectin, and suddenly, how do you prove that you've taken it every day? Is it in I, any I, way compatible? I with think the I think I think what, I, no, I think what will happen is if uh, if people do take it. Then even with the PCR tests that are like run at forty-five fair, cycles, if they actually take it, then cases everything will drop, drop off a cliff. cliff. Exactly. Yeah. We know this. Just look at Uttar Pradesh, India, yeah, <laughs> Mexico City, yeah, places in Africa that have never had vaccines and only have people taking one ivermectin tablet yeah. a month don't have COVID. Yes. Um, so it will drop off a cliff, and there will be literally no need. To yes. get the vaccines now because nobody will be getting it. There's no need anyway because not point not whatever percent of people die. So I mean, there's there's still that. But even by their own standards, is what I'm saying. Yes. There'll be no need to get the vaccines. They'll just change their own standards. But if nobody's going into hospital with it, if literally nobody has it, and they well, can't everyone, find anyone who they can't get a PCR test to, all the all the people who've had the vaccine will be going to the hospitals, but not for COVID. Not for COVID. Right. Okay. Like we're gonna have. We'll find a way of making this more positive. There's, there's no, there's but no way, there's no way everybody or the vast majority of people can take some form of ivermectin, and COVID is not going to drop off a cliff. Even, even with all their rigged deck and their stacked figures, cases will still drop off a cliff. And people will, yes, people will be going to hospital for different things. Teenagers. Teenagers, right now. The, the I, 12 thought, to... I thought you were going to this is going to be cheering cheering us up no I said we've got to get this out of the way and then we'll try right, and cheer okay, up okay we'll get some scotch in a minute because I'm going to I'm going to need it yeah well you've seen the same stats as I oh, have it's, yeah it's it brings tears to your eyes it, it it does kids are now dying and and this you know I, I think I I got I got quite emotional in a previous podcast by saying the only way that these studies show how many die is by killing children and we talked about before about what the mentality is of the adult of the of the parents. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't get my head around it. No, I couldn't couldn't. There 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 are things that I can kind of understand. Like I can understand to an extent communists and socialists and even fascists. I can kind of put myself into their mindset and think, okay, with this kind of twisted logic, uh, if I had this kind of a worldview. Then I can kind, of, you know, what, you know what I'm saying. I the do. same way that you can put yourself into the mind of a serial killer if you really think about it. Um, 
Yeah, but that's it's, not the same thing, is it? But I can't put myself into the mind Even of someone a who would sac- has a who would sacrifice. Yeah. They've, still, they've still got like you know, if you put your mind into they the mind a of a psychopath, they still have a, a coat. Yeah, but I can't put myself into the mind of someone who would sacrifice their their ch- or potentially sacrifice their children to give them a lethal injection. So something I was I was trying to find. But recently, the numbers are up. The, yeah. the point is, well, some, something I since was, the vaccine, something I was trying to find um, recently and haven't really been able to do was to see what the average age of death was yeah. in 2021 compared to 2020 and 2019. So yeah. we know that the average age of death from COVID. From, oh, you t- you mean from all causes? From all causes. Okay. So you know yeah. that the we know that the average age of death from COVID is greater than the average life expectancy. Yes. Therefore, we can such from, an from, important stat. From that, we can we can extrapolate and and say that okay, the average even though more people may have died, um, the average age, the mean age of death. Uh, will have it's probably old. stayed the same, yeah. Um, you know, and wouldn't wouldn't have got any lower. Oh, do you mean it's not not affecting the life expectancy? No, we know that. Itself. We know that. We know that. COVID is, yes. does not affect life expectancy because the only the average age. If anything is, improves you know, it. It's it's almost. You could argue. You could argue that it higher, actually gives you gives you a greater life expectancy. That, yeah. Couldn't you? But anyway. It doesn't. It doesn't affect the, the average life expectancy yeah, of, of yeah. people in Britain, in America, whatever. But since the vaccines, I was I, I, I had the idea that that uh, deaths in general, the average age would go would go down. I can't find these figures anywhere. There's probably a reason for that. They're probably yeah. suppressing them. But now the figures have come out, and it's not just like a little, you know, a, a trace amount. It's like so the, the 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 isn't it something like it's above. It's the above, increase from last year. The increase year. from last year is above fifty percent. Forty six percent. Oh, okay. oh, no, no, no. It's forty six percent overall. It's fifty six or some or about sixty percent of boys. Yeah, I thought I, I I saw the one that was above fifty. That must have just been boys. Yeah, that's it, it's it's affecting boys more than girls. Um, this this sexist vaccine that they're giving to these kids. But these are all-cause mortalities. These are not deaths, in quotes, due to COVID. Oh, of course. They're not spinning them as, ah, well, it's, you know, if only they'd got the vaccine sooner, then they wouldn't have died. That's the message. That's the narrative we've had, isn't it? For um, December 2020 through to this point. Which is, oh, look at those other deaths are on the rise again. Don't mention the vaccine. Don't mention the fact they just had a vaccine. And, and it's like, oh, well, they, they must have contracted it, you know, just before they got this vaccine. No, they died of the vaccine because the, the, the symptoms they got were all like COVID. These kids are not getting that. These kids are dying from heart failure or from other hideous conditions. And again, I've said this before. There are fates worse than death. There are going to be a lot of kids that have now got life-changing, as you say, the the, the paralysis. All of these other things that could be proper life-changing for them. And then there's the ones, the ticking time bomb ones. The ones that may have recovered, supposedly have recovered from their myocarditis. But in five years' time, they're on the football field and they keel over that shouldn't have happened well they've, they've been i've seen i've seen sportsmen who've now had you know have have that exact yes that exact thing and now it's like, have you seen they're trying ca- to normalize ca- it it's like career over now isn't it um uh there was a tennis player 
it wasn't a name that I was familiar with, but this was an international tennis player right. who uh, can no longer train and can no longer play. And he's blaming the vaccine. Um, uh, the BBC are putting out media talking about uh, teenagers having undiagnosed heart conditions. They're trying to normalise the idea that teenagers and young people in their 20s will just drop dead. Now, that's not normal. No, no it's, it I, happens in a tiny amount. I, I, I said, I said in a previous podcast that you don't see it. In, 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 until no. the earliest I think I've heard was, as I mentioned, was, was my friend's dad, a good mate of mine who you know, I played volleyball with for years. He was, I think he was 52. And he yes, was, he that was, was class as a young death. Yeah, and he yeah. was he was fighting fighting fit, yeah. um, but just had a some you know congenital heart defect yeah. that they never knew about. Yeah, suddenly had a massive heart attack, and yeah. and and that was it. Yeah, and he was considered to be young to have that happen to him. Yes, um, yeah, because normally sixties and seventies uh, that kind of thing. You, n- I've never heard of anything anyone in the forties doing it. You know, that, that's rare. Let alone thirties and twenties and teens. Yeah. Right, how are we going to pull this back? <laughs> I think I think we're going to we're going to pause it and we're going to get some scotch and we'll be back. Let me do that. I'd like to thank long-term fan of the show, Lord Biddable of Wonk. Ah, uh, is this his podcast scotch? It certainly Brilliant. is. Your health, sir. It's been a, it's been a been a while since we've had this. This yeah. is always room for dessert. Is this the stuff that's like sixty odd? Percent enjoy, enjoy. Yeah. So how, how are we going to pull this back? So I've got a, I've got a I've got a dark I've got a dark grey pill. So it's dark grey. Well, it's not it's not it's oh, not. That is so delicious. You haven't not, even had it yet. Come on. I know. I know. I'm 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 talking about my dark grey pill. You can talk in a minute when I have I have mine. Yeah. So it's just it's not black, and this is well, it's pretty. It's pretty dark, in the the way we're going at the moment. It's it's not our side that's dying. Uh, look, I've thought that for a and long that's, time. That's dark. I mean, it is. is you're right. That's dark. Um, there, there is a. It is almost like an intelligence test, isn't it? Well, you could you could argue that it's Darwinism. Yes, to in a point, action to a point. Um, here's this is, an this is good one. stuff. I'm going to sip away I've, while you're talking. I've forgotten, forgotten what. Yeah, this is this is delicious, isn't it? And it's 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 sweet. Mm. To love the end of evening one. Um, yeah. So, um, well, a couple of things. One thing is, and I've, I've been meaning to um, to look this up. Um, you remember I got into the details from the government, the UK government website, on um, we looked into one specific vaccine, and you know why they were deemed safe and effective, and the results of the trials they'd gone through, and how they came with their ninety five percent you know effectiveness rate, and all this kind of stuff. And we got into the number of people they tried it on all this. Um, I need to look into this again and get into the trials that are still ongoing, i.e. the human-animal trials that I mentioned at the beginning, because I heard somebody talk about in trials, and they they, they talked about this like it was there in the document, so I want to try and find them, that the trials do give people different doses and that they also included a control. So there will be people out there, as I say, I, I haven't confirmed this yet, but the reason that some people are having really bad reactions and some people aren't, and there's a spectrum of them, 
could be because they are getting different amounts of this stuff, starting from complete zero. You give you give a control group saline, uh, a placebo, and then you you try different dosages in the trial in order to see what what works and what doesn't. Although this is so could this, that be true? This is something that Robbie the fire. Bernstein, COVID Jesus. I was going to say COVID Jesus <laughs> has, has been saying for a while in that he thinks that now they're deliberately trying to get rid of the control group. Right. Get in, it? In, if, what, in what way? Well, if everyone's vaccinated. You mean the unvaccinated? Yeah, if, every, if everyone's unvaccinated. and not well, I'm talking about them, there being a control group in the vaccinated. Yes, but if they get rid of that and they get everyone vaccinated, there's no longer going to be a control group of people like you and I, fit and healthy individuals. Yes. Who are not having any issues at all and not yeah. dropping dead, yeah, or having you know any and, kind of well, side and this effect. is why, and this is why we have to hold out. We have to hold out at all mm. costs. There is there is no wavering. Yeah, uh, there is no oh, but I want to go abroad or or, or whatever. Oh yeah, it, we it's, have it's, to yeah. hold out. There is yeah, job job be damned. Yeah, we have to hold out. It's it's a waiting game as far as I'm concerned. It's an absolute yes. waiting game. And I suppose again, talking about um, hope. Not hopium, hopefully. The, as you said, the idea that it's happening quickly is is a strength for us. That that's a white pill for me because I think the other it side will be just will be people. just as steep. It must turn people quickly. But right, here's right. Here's the other thing you 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 mentioned before about how um, this technocratic order might might come in. Um, I think it's happening a lot quicker than that as well, obviously. It has happened a lot quicker in the last 18 months than just saying, ah, oh, well, now politicians aren't going to have controllers. That's the boiling a frog territory stuff. That's if they were going to do it over 10, 20, 30 years. And I still think there's the potential that they do essentially pause almost everything. Pfizer-mectin might be that pause. And they kind of consolidate where they are. Again, there's evidence of this all throughout history. And then start the slow march again. They, they made a great leap forward with COVID-19. Let's not kill too many people now. Let's consolidate. It, exactly, exactly. Consolidate our winnings and, and build on this base and build more slowly. We're pl- they, again, they have always plan, played the long game. Plan the next the next plan catastrophe that's going to happen years in time. five or ten years' time when the economy's back up and running, but we know we can then do lockdowns. So I think there's a chance of climate, climate. There'll be some climate thing. Yeah. Um, so th- I think there's the potential of that, which is a grey pill in insofar as... It's not about death and destruction and apocalypse now. It's about, again, it delaying for another generation, let's say. Um, but I think that there, I think if you talk about it coming to a peak and then collapsing as quickly as it's, as it's begun, I think that that collapse, and this is where I am really unsure, I'm kind of on the fence as to which way I think it goes, I think the only way there's potentially a hugely positive outcome of it, which is the complete destruction of the state in the process. Uh, there's a there's a little there is a proper white pill part of me that says this is how in place a, a complete reset of the state occurs because the discredited everything's discredited every element of it is discredited. And there isn't something to replace it with. 
There's no climb down. There's no can we step down, please, to this version from two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, fifty years ago. For stars, who's going to put that for? If if it collapses in the way that I think it might, then there would be hardship, but temporary hardship. Well, th- while... see that that's that's my white pill of why it happening quicker could be a good thing because over the long term, fewer people could die. You know, if you you talk if we go slowly into and, communism and, and or slowly into fascism over the course of thirty years, well, and how effective the vaccine is as a bioweapon is where I'm unsure as to how quickly this happens or how much death there'll be in the process. That it could be that we achieve what I've just laid out there um, without, you know, without much death. But my concern is that the long term effect, let let alone the evidence is there that antibody dependent enhancement is happening already um if let alone the long-term side effects of of these gene therapies again i saw you retweet some uh or or like or something um a a post of someone analyzing the contents oh yeah vial fascinating of this stuff fascinating and this weird stuff in there the, these micro well, particles yeah nanoparticles. but they were like kind of 20 or so tweets each one mm. with something different that he couldn't determine what it was yeah um, and he was saying look you know i'm completely I, honest, I don't know what these things are they could be completely legitimate but we need to be told we need to be told what is in this thing. yeah yeah so yeah i i, I want it to be the, obviously i want it to be the the no or low death version of that like I can't, in, I can't envisage. Well, people have already died, so it's not. We're not no death already. No, no, God, no, absolutely. But I, can you see a, a climb down rather than a collapse? Because I can't. I can't see. I, I can, can see, see a pause. I can see them trying to climb down before the collapse. Really, trying to row back, as opposed to just. Do you think a pause might still lead to a collapse if they were to try and consolidate their? Their position now it would slow it down, but I, as I've said, do you still years, think that would lead? Because as I've said than, for years, I think that, for example, the currency is going currency is going to collapse. Yeah, so that will happen. That will happen anyway. Um, the rate at which the government has grown, even in our lifetimes, that will only get so far. So best case scenario, so they is, can slow it down. So best case scenario, I'm not. This isn't a prediction, but it's a best case scenario. Is they pivot to a treatment that gen, that actually works. The the vaccines don't kill as many people as we fear. They try and consolidate where they where they are, but in the process of then trying to move to um, a central bank digital currency, for example, and some other things, um, the house of cards falls over. Mm. I mean, it that's could, best case scenario. Yeah, and it could be that because so it took something like a virus to enable the government or governments or not the government governments all around the world yep. to lock down their citizens so it took something that they could spin we know it's not deadly for virtually everybody but yep. they could spin it that it was deadly, for, it was everybody. deadly for everyone it took something like that that they could get lockdowns now that all this information has gone to these nefarious people perhaps the next catastrophe won't be biological it could, it could be climate change or whatever yeah so 
they they may do it again, like you say, after the pause or, or whatever, and they may kind of ramp it up in five or ten years' time for climate change or whatever catastrophe. But at least they won't be jabbing people with vaccines and people won't be dependent and yeah. dropping dead. So, you know, we'll still have lockdowns and potentially furlough schemes and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's going to be bad, but at least people aren't going to be dropping dead. So I think that's that's potentially a white pill in that we needed to get you know we needed to get through this to to, to prove that people were stupid and that, and that they're just sheep um but then next time it won't be as much because they've proven that that they can do this now and that it's a it's a they can spin that it's a good thing um okay this is something this is something funny to end with have you seen that clip of who's that who's that aging rocker ted nugent i think on some tv show no. he's on some he's on some news show and the guy was questioning him saying so do you have you know do you have something to say to all the because he was he's obviously he's been he's been pretty he's pretty libertarian anyway is he's Ted like, Nugent sound yeah he's, he's pro gun um right. he's, he's he's probably on the conservative edge of things sure. he's probably like republican but he's he's pretty yeah. sound he's kind of anti vaccines and all this kind of stuff so this guy was questioning him saying so what do you what do you have to say to the people who you know who believe that the vaccine was safe and effective and, and they they've, they've taken it because they believe in the greater good and all this kind of this kind of stuff and he says I just want to thank you for giving me this opportunity. I'm, 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 you know, I'm the best person to do this because I actually I speak the language of these people. So I would speak to them thusly, <laughs> and he gets worse and worse. <laughs> and he says, he says, they'll understand that. Don't worry, they'll under, they'll understand that. Oh, that's so, so funny. So then the interviewer says. So what? Every you, are you saying that everyone that's taken the vaccine is 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 stupid? And he says, "Yep," and that's it. Interview over. absolute absolute classic interview. Um, I need to find that. Yeah, I'll, I will. I'll, I'll try and send it to you. Um, you know, do you remember when we used to um, back when we were kids and teenagers, uh, and we would uh, we would watch films and we would we would we would define people as bad actors? Yeah, we would say, "Oh, look at him." <laughs> Bad actor, <laughs> John Voight. John Voight. John Voight is sound. Okay. Yes, he is. I saw a video clip of him a couple of days ago, and he's there, and he's there saying Trump's going to save us, and he's going to be back, and all this kind of stuff. Um, John Voight is sound. Okay, I take it back. It's not. It's not just bad actors. Okay, this. Okay, actors who play themselves. General. Okay, other than bloody floppy haired tosser Hugh Grant okay <laughs> but lots of actors who, who just play themselves yeah so there's John Voight who just plays himself and everything mm-hmm. Michael Caine yes sound sound Clint Eastwood libertarian yes you know they are it's it's these kind of aging cool actors because John Voight is quite cool <laughs> Okay, he's never been a great actor, and he's been in some. I think the reason we thought he was a bad actor because we were seeing like Anaconda and some of these dire <laughs> films that he was in the, in the latter part of his career. It's like Michael Caine. You know, you, if you just watch Jaws four, you'd be forgiven for thinking that Michael Caine is rubbish. But if you watch the, the Italian, Italian Job or uh, what's the what's the other one? To be fair, I think his latest. I think I think Michael Caine in oh he's got Batman through films, he's, he's got through the bad stuff in and, um, Interstellar. Get Carter in, though. You watch Get Carter. He's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, he, he bookends his career nicely. Mm. 
and Clint Eastwood, you know, again, he just he kind of plays the same character, but he is so he is so cool. Okay, Nick, for, this is not video, but Nick was scowling there. <laughs> I was trying to do scowling my best, at the microphone. My um, best Clint scowl. But Clint Clint Eastwood, he's been, I mean, it's a fistful of dollars. Fistful of dollars. One of the greatest films ever made. It's just, it's. I think it's like Quentin Tarantino's favorite directed m- movie. Pale Rider. I, I I bought that was one of the first DVDs, DVDs. I bought. I remember I watching of, it with you because I I used to watch that again and again. Pale Rider. We need to watch Pale Rider. Yeah, one day. exceptional. Okay, so Clint Eastwood is is just finished filming another film, hasn't he? Has he? He he's, must be ancient. Right, he's in his nineties. He still rides a horse, <laughs> and he still punches people. Right, in his nineties, he's still punching people in his nineties. He's an absolute legend, an absolute legend, and he's he's just his his attitude. Is just just uh, leave people alone. Has he spoken alone. out on on this stuff? I I don't know. He's sp- say, John Voight. John Voight has surfaced now as someone yeah. who is on our. But side. in the Trump years, he he was he was pretty good. John I don't, Voight. I don't doubt. Yeah, it. he was he was pretty good. I don't okay, doubt. so this is this is um, this is good. We need more. We need more famous people. Sure. Coming out and saying this stuff. This so this is something that I've been trying to do, and I'm not going to put you on the spot. Perhaps we can do it on the next podcast. But I was trying. You know how I try and boil stuff down. Yes. You know, so I boiled down the left and the right into yeah, yeah, yeah. the You're right was summarize. the right was I think uh, elite. The elite. right was the elite order. I said or elite, elite control. Elite yeah. con- no, no, you said elite order. I said elite oh, okay. control. Right. Um, and the left was public ownership. So yeah. I try and boil these things down. I was trying to boil down my kind of political philosophy, if you like. Your political philosophy. Mine. Yeah. Okay. And this is it needs it needs a little bit of work. Leave me alone. Okay. Close. So it's. Help people when they need help, if not leave them leave them alone. Right. Help people in need, if not leave them alone. And I think that's as I don't know if I can because it, it's I, the in the, it's the it's the judgment of whether they're in need or not because that that but you can argue oh no they're in need so I'm going to go and help them no but, and they're not necessarily in need. Okay. Or they don't want your help. Help people help help people if they want help. Yeah. Help people, you know. My philosophy, if, if not, if not tell, leave them alone. This is what I tell our kids. It's don't take my stuff, don't hurt me. I mean, that's the classic kind of ANCAP thing, isn't it? Yeah, full on. Yeah, I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah, I'm not going to take your stuff. Don't take my stuff, don't hurt me. It's that simple. And I really do think you can boil down a philosophy to to that. But I am, I am all for helping people in need you know because yeah. I'm, I'm all for, for 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 charities and voluntary organizations you've got to be ready for them not to be wanting your help and for you to back off if necessary or even for you like because like, we've or, you know, we've gone through these libertarian okay you know, or you don't want to help them i'm not going to help everybody yes even if even if you're in need um if you're if you're a and this is the you're on brick example yeah yeah if you're a wife beating drunk you can go hang I don't care. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to give you anything. Yeah. If you're a paedophile, you yeah. know. If you're, if you're, um, if Chris Whitty was in need, you don't, you, you're, you know, that yes. ship has sailed. You don't, you don't get any help from me anymore. Okay, <laughs> the damage you've done. Don't so, deserve it. I, you know, I will choose who I help. But if you're a reasonable human being and you need help, of course I will help you. Yeah. Of course I will, and I think everybody else would as well. But other than that, you leave people alone. It could be the other way around. Okay, it could be leave people alone help them if they're in need or if they want help or if, they, if, they, if, they, if, they're, if they're in need and you want help and you yeah. believe that they deserve help but yeah that's a bit too long <laughs> <laughs> that's why don't take my stuff don't hurt me 
Yeah, but it doesn't. Uh, that doesn't. Uh, good. That doesn't. That uh, doesn't address the how. Okay. Well, how how would your utopia deal with people starving and people in need and stuff? So mine is like, okay. Yeah, we help them, but we help them voluntarily. Yeah. Well, I I don't think you have to. What what I haven't said in my leave me alone statements, I haven't said what I will do to help other people because I just don't think that. Because again, that's your choice. You might choose to help people. I might choose not to help people. Which is why this is my personal political philosophy. Yes, you're trying to boil that down. Yeah. Well, I'm saying it's not easy enough to summarise all of that. So I'll just, I'm going to make a judgment call in every situation that presents itself to me. I mean, you could boil it down to property rights. Yes. Every, everything that, that's why I normally comes start. down to property rights. That's why I normally start, not with don't hurt me, but with don't take my stuff. I normally put that ahead well, don't because hurt, don't hurt me, and don't take my stuff. Are both me. property rights. I am my stuff. You, you you start off with you being your own property, yes. and then everything kind of. Well, but yes, it's don't hurt me or my property, or take me or my property. <laughs> I mean, it's all yeah, it's all and so free speech, free trade, free markets. It's all property rights. Yeah, it's all property rights. Yep. You don't you don't get to shout fire in a crowded cinema if there is no okay. fire. It's if, all property rights. If um I. Uh, here's a white pill for you, uh, and uh, and obviously it, it has accelerated the teaching that I give my children on this kind of stuff. Um, I wasn't expecting to get into certain topics until much much later in their uh, in their childhood life, because I wanted to slowly drip feed this this philosophical stuff in. Uh, but as a result of all this stuff, I felt I've needed to accelerate so they understand uh, the position. Um, I got I got my son to um, he totally defined competition and why it was good. Brilliant. I knew I knew Attaboy. I knew Attaboy. you would like this, and it was all talking about he he said he said something about there being oh you, if you just if you just put a pencil lead in a box and compress it enough then you'll get diamond and I was like yes technically speaking you're right. But what you don't understand is that that box doesn't really exist or it is impractical for it to exist and so it would therefore cost an awful lot of money to create such a thing in which case you might as well just go and mine diamond yeah but we got to the point where it's like so, so i said well, if you had one of these or if someone had one of these what would you do and we got into the situation where i said if, if you had that and you could sell it you'd sell it for lots of money but then what if somebody else had it and then you managed to invent it? I said, what would you sell it for? And he said, less. <laughs> and I said, why? I said, why would you sell it for less? And he said, in order to sell more. <laughs> That's a proper kind of like rub the top of his oh, head really moment, was. isn't it? <laughs> it really was. So the next step I'm going to talk to him about is about technological advancement coupled with that. And so, you know, talk about productivity, you talk about making things better. I, w I want to get him naturally to the point where he understands that, that qu quality goes up and cost goes down and how those things are achieved. But yeah, he's there saying to me, of course I'd do it like that because I need to make And this is this is the thing that I... I he's I, nine. I believe that... I don't teach that in schools. Well, no, they teach the opposite. Yes. So I... Th and it was... Who was it? Teach who, your children competition. Who was it who said that give me four years of every child and I'll I'll make them a communist for life or whatever it was like lenin or something wasn't it i can't remember probably um but i, I genuinely think that people naturally without be, they might they might not be able to articulate it 
but they will understand things like markets. Um, kids inherently. Kids before they can talk understand trade. Of course they do. Of course they do. But then it will get drummed out of them. Yes. It's bad, and they get brainwashed, and that's where the issue is. Yeah. Oh no, they, they they naturally get it, but then what you need to be doing is actively undoing mm. what the schools are doing. If but that is a great that is a great white pill, and hopefully there are more libertarian kids out there, or, or kids of libertarians, who will save the day. If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. See you next time.